timer. Um, no, I yep. think I think that. Well, I don't. I think we're recording now. Sure. I think the NFL and the media is just going to every single team. They're going to push a storyline because that's what you, you can't just like go and watch a football game and enjoy it. Yeah, and it's more acceptable when it's my team. I will be fair with that. I can tolerate it when it's my team. Right. Like the Eagles storyline was that, you know, they wanted Baker Mayfield to prolong his career, so they gave him another week to play and show that he could do it. Because I I like Baker. I I think he has funny commercials. I love Baker. Baker is a funny guy. But, no, I think that – I think it's just every single team – because it has to have that drama associated with it. It's a soap opera. Yeah, that's how people, it sells. People, yeah, it, it's what sells instead of just. I mean, this they stepped in it too with this Taylor. Like, I don't know. I don't know how the NFL really makes money. Um, like, if Taylor Sw- like, because why? I mean, the NFL is the biggest sports league in in the United States by pretty much every measure. Um, yeah, but they still have to keep growing. At least that's what it appears. So they're going to put Taylor Swift on TV every two seconds in a football game. And, uh, like you're saying, they're going to have a story for every single team because it can't just be the lions win. It has to be, you know, haven't won since before the Supremes had a number one hit or whatever Motown, you know, I don't know. Every team has a story, and they're starting to really annoy me. And I, as I was saying before we started the recording, I'm putting this on the record. The two Kelsey brothers have just pushed me over the edge. I can't take either one of them anymore. It's. I mean, he's going to single – now, Travis Kelsey, I understand, puts up huge numbers. Um, I was a lineman back in the day. I love to watch the line play. I don't watch. I couldn't tell you how good a blocker Kelsey is or bad a blocker. He's obviously a tremendous receiving tight end. Hall of Fame numbers, no doubt. I can't, I can't even argue against it. His brother, on the other hand, everyone's saying he's just – now, you start in the league for 13 years, you're obviously a good player. I'm not – maybe that alone gets you in the hall. I don't know. I, I, you'd have to look at all the linemen and see how many have started for 13 years. That's really impressive. So I'm not saying Jason Kelsey is a bad center. But they're talking the greatest of all time. The guy was – he's undersized. Yeah. He's not the greatest of all time. Yeah. It's in just fact, a, before they won the Super Bowl in 2017, everyone wanted him out of here and said he's too small. But then they highlighted him pulling and making a downfield block. And ever since then, everyone's like, ah, oh, he's the greatest guy. I know that 99.9% of people who watch a football game do not watch the line play. And if they did, wouldn't know what the line's supposed to do anyway. I'll get a surefire Hall of Famer. I mean, maybe he is because he's a hype machine like his like his brother. <sighs> now they're just annoying me. The shirt off and the Bills tailgate with the, for a Bud Light commercial. It's annoying me. The shirt off in the booth with Taylor Swift is annoying me. It's all annoying me. He's been retired yeah. for a week. I already can't stand the guy. Yeah, well, I, it's the same thing. It's 
you know, he could be out there in the stands just rooting and doing it. So his brother's playing a, in a playoff game, so he's going to be there. He's going to be excited. Of course. No, and, and I expect that. And it's putting the camera on him. And yes. it's, again, these storylines where it's like, you know, he's not going out there and saying, I'm the best center that's ever, ever played. It's just that's what they decide. No. Yeah, I'm not blaming him for that. Oh, I know. I know that. I'm, I'm just saying. I am blaming him for the attention-seeking whorishness of himself. But I'm not blaming him for the Hall of Fame talk. I don't. I mean, he seems like a solid teammate and player, just an attention whore. No, I mean it's just it's just like everything else. It's it's there's this narrative that gets created, and it's just what everybody says. Because like you said, most people don't know what's going on on the line in football. In fact, most people don't know what's going on in general in a football game. Uh, myself included. I'm not going to sit there. All of and, us. Like, you don't know unless you're there. Yeah. I've sat in the, in the stands before for a game, so I guess. I've oh, been true. There. So, you know. But yeah. other than you, most people don't. Well, what's impressive is that, like, you're watching a game and the color commentary guy will be like three seconds after the play happens and says, oh, look what happened. And at, you know, this place over here and you know the stuff that they're catching is just like insane. You're like, how in the world, like, I'm, how did you see that part of the play yeah. over well, on the side certain... where I'm just following the play? <laughs> so want, that's the thing. Once you know what they're looking at, then you can pick it up. But like, like with Tony Romo's in the booth, he's a quarterback. He's making, like he instinctively makes his reads when mm-hmm. he's watching a game. That's what he sees. He sees that the safety's high. He sees whatever he needs to see. He sees where the mic's lined up. You know, he doesn't know what the play call is beforehand, but then you see the motion and then you see what the defense does and then you know what you would do in that situation. He's a guy who did it professionally for a long time, you know? Um, so I think most of the time those commentators are correct in their, ana- like, you know, in their analysis loosely. Um, but I, I remember when I was in college way back when, we were playing in a game um, that we lost, and our defense was a confusing one. But uh, anyway, our half the field was playing quarters. The other half was playing cover two. Corner gets beat deep. Uh, we were supposed to be in cover two. That's right. Safety was playing quarters. Corner was playing cover two. So cover two, the corner will sink to the flat let the receiver go deep. You have deep help over top with the safety, but the safety's playing quarter. So he's playing quarter of the field. And so there was no one deep, but when the receiver sprints past him, when he sinks to the flat quarterback throws the ball, he then trails because now he's trying to catch up and make a tackle. And he just got absolutely torched on, on, you know, the message boards and the, the chatter and the talk and the uh, school newspaper and all this. And everyone just talked about how bad he is and how slow he is. And it's like, you don't even know what was going on. You don't know what the call was. All you did was see a guy chasing another guy and say, and he got burnt. And that happens more often than people acknowledge. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see it. Well, it, it, yeah, it's it's funny. Just people look and see what's directly in front of them. And that's all they can kind of ever think about. I even know from my flag football days. <laughs> Um, where I was playing corner and, you know, I, before the play, I told my safety, I'll have to tell you who this guy, cause it's a, it's a mutual friend told my safety. Hey, like you got like, I'm going to let him go. You got him. 
And he's like, yep, okay. Receiver runs past me, and I hear I hear from far away, oh, shh. <laughs> so that means I got to turn around and start chasing them, and I didn't catch them. And, of course, yeah. you know, the message boards and the, and the local media were all over Yeah, me. yeah, they were trash. Yeah. You know, I, I remember that. I felt yeah. bad for you. I think I might have sent you a text to say, like, keep your head up. Don't worry about it. Yep. You got another play. Play the next play. Got to have a short right. memory. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but that stuff happens all the time. And there's just no way. Like, with the, what's going on with the Eagles right now with Jalen Hurts? Well, like, it kind of doesn't make me feel good that the quarterback seems to not talk to anyone when he's on the sideline. I don't understand that quarterbacks are typically talking to their receivers and linemen and not, not to be like hype men just to see what they're saying, what you're on the same page, talk about that play. What I was looking, you know, we threw an incomplete pass. Here's what happened, whatever. Here's what we're going to do next time we see this look, whatever the case is. And he seems to just, now the camera's not on him all the time. Maybe he's doing that most of the game. But every time they show him, he's sitting straight faced on the bench, staring straight ahead. Does that mean he has problems with his teammates, coach, or is that just how he is? And that's how he's always been. And that's how he plays. I don't know that answer. So it's a problem when you're losing, but maybe it's not a problem. Maybe that's just the way they operate. I don't know. And There's no way to know that without being a part of that team. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah. Again, it's people take what's ever in front of them, and that's all they can process. And and they just, it's funny because it's sports, and one team's going to win the championship. Yeah. And so the for the most part, so the most part, you're going to fail at it. Yeah. And the other so, 31 teams are worried about firing their coach. It's the it's the craziest thing. The fact that Sirianni and McCarthy, the Cowboys, like talking about firing them, like. I know McCarthy didn't get fired and neither did Sirianni, at least not yet. But the Cowboys, I think, have won at least 12, like two championships in the last three years. NFC, NFC East, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you're probably right. And I know playoff now, you know, they won a Super Bowl, but they didn't get to win a Super Bowl. And they're going to fire the coach over it. Sirianni was in the Super Bowl last year. Yes, he had a ten and one start. I could understand if they fired him. If 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 they lost, if that locker room is just completely lost, and which it kind of looked like it was, maybe we need to we being the Eagles and them thinking about it. Like maybe they're saying we need to start over. This is not good, but we don't know what actually happened. So there might be no reason at all to fire him. But still, the guy was in the Super Bowl last year and started 10 and 1 this year. Yeah, three seasons. He's yeah. been there three seasons, right? This Playoffs. Third year. Yep, third yeah. year. Playoffs each year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's just, it's funny. Sports are funny. Um, they, that is correct. And that's why, you know, I sit down, I watch the game, enjoy it, and then. You know, it's fun to talk about, but otherwise I don't get worked up over it until there's the next game I'm going to watch. And it's fun to get into it. It's fun to get excited if they win or do well, and it's fun to get a little bit mad if they lose. But And then, like, right after that, it's like, okay, time to move on. Yeah. Uh, do something else. Um, which is funny. Uh, hold on. 
let's actually announce the episode. Hello, welcome to the Rollo and Slappy Show today. This is episode number 393, and today is January 21st, 2024. I'm Rollo McFlugel, and with me is my co-host Slappy Jones. Show notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 393. And that completely knocked me off my train of thought with what the point I was going to make. Uh, something about sports. And oh, this something is something about you watching sports and her funny and... Something about people not being able to uh, handle something about sports well. I was going to tie it into something more relevant. Oh, yeah. But I forget. But I, th- this remind, doesn't remind me, but I just thought of something else that we were talking about er- earlier well, to tie it into relevant stuff. Um, can I try to derail you real quick and just add yeah. one more thing to what we were talking about? Yep. For, for all my complaining about that – Sports would kind of be boring if everyone just sat there and was like, well, we don't know what really happened. So I like that people take a strong stance even though they uh, don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it more fun. Gives me something to complain about on the podcast. That's um, true. <laughs> so uh, without people getting passionate about it, you know, would it be as fun to watch? Probably not. Um, so anyway, continue, please. And with that, I kind of remember, not totally what I was going to say, but kind of what I was going to say, uh, about the people that, oh, sports ball, um, <laughs> and, yeah. and mock people that get into sports. And I get it. Like, you know, if, if you know, it's playoffs this weekend and, uh, you know, the, the, the Bucks lost today or lost last night, if that, like there's Tampa fans out there and it, and it like literally ruins their week. All right. You know, probably not great. That um, are their children and like literal children and you know, right. And it's just, okay. yeah, you'll grow up. You'll grow just out a of kid. It. Yeah. But, uh, to, you know, just to have people get excited and watch the game and, you know, get together and have, you know, a party or something and get excited for it. There's just like nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of good things that come out of that. You form friendships, you get excuses to get together with people. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny to me when, when people love to talk about bread and circuses and they will point to sports and say, Oh, just the, that's bread and circuses, man, bread and circuses appealing to the ancient Roman bread and circuses. But mm-hmm. like, wasn't the Roman bread and circuses like totally funded by the state? Mm, I mean, that was kind of the point as I understand right. it. Yeah, it was. They Five just votes. started giving them all this free stuff just to keep them kind of distracted. Let's have chariot races here hosted by the state. And I know we're going to have people. Go, well, actually, there's NFL stadiums are often funded by taxpayer money to be constructed but you know otherwise people are you know spending their own money to go out and watch the game and everything and um you know obviously there's there's government uh manipulations and government involvement in that kind of um, stuff antitrust laws that they have or whatever like there's all kinds of government interference with professional sports especially in the united states but to say that they like wouldn't be there without government is kind of Ridiculous, I think. 
They'd be a lot better if the government weren't involved. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's that should be pretty obvious. So it's like, oh yeah, you're gonna you know go have a party and watch a football game, and and that's what you think bread and circuses is. I, I just think that you're a loser with no friends. You probably got picked last in the schoolyard and, for, and didn't get invited to the football. party. Right. <laughs> like, give me a break. It's just so. It drives me crazy these these like insights that people think that they have that are just utterly stupid um but before i forget the other thing i wanted to say so you're talking about you're sick of the kelsey's and taylor swift and everything yes which i think we all are however do you think it would be a good thing if taylor swift got into bitcoin um, do I think it would be a good would thing you if like, Taylor Swift got Would you like Bitcoin? that? Like well, she became I, an, an outspoken Bitcoin advocate. Yeah. I mean, of course I would, but I'm trying to think of some kind of answer to say I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, and I really can't. Uh, so if she was in the Bitcoin, maybe I could say like, it's a stupid hypothetical because she's uh, owned by, uh, you know, those people. Who are telling her what to do she's a plant she was put there so she so it's kind of a stupid hypothetical well what if those people are uh like she's those people are probably blackrock so (laughs) (laughs) they would have an incentive to hype bitcoin up good point no if she was in the bitcoin that would be awesome obviously even if she wasn't like wearing a bitcoin shirt and talking about it if it was like known that she's like she gets it if she was like the Russell Okung of the music industry and they want to put her on TV all the time. Great. But could you deal with the Swifties getting into Bitcoin? Like, <laughs> obviously, that would be a great thing for like getting that sort of attention and, you know, people getting into it would be great. But I <laughs> might just stop doing the podcast and just kill all say... of my social media. I was just going to say that would be the funniest, like that would be the most um, uh, bizarre twist in this whole Bitcoin story (laughs) that all the Swifties just jump on board and like they're all fully in like 100% and don't know what they're talking about. Yes. Would be hilarious. Like it, it, well, it's funny because now that, you know, Taylor Swift is into football of travis um you know i see all these comments from people talking about football and they're so like just utterly clueless about football but they think they know what they're talking about Mm. and i'm just used to that being dallas cowboys fans not also uh you know swifties coming but it's hilarious like i see it and it's just there's like a comment about travis kelsey and you have like you click the profile, making this comment, you're like, "What in the world is this?" You click the profile, and they're just Taylor Swift fans. Yeah. Hmm. But they're like suddenly, it's just that whole scene is just bizarre to me. It really is. Like, like the power, I don't, and I'm out of it. Like I'm too old. I'm not. Um, there's people my age though that are Swift, that are, like all in on Taylor Swift. Sorry, my cat's being annoying. It shakes something. 
Um, kind of, yeah. That's really bizarre and weird. But at least in their early 30s. Like, uh, I don't even know. Because Taylor Swift, I don't don't think she had songs when I was in college, but not that long afterwards she did. Uh, I think she is my age, so you could probably just... Like, obviously, she had songs because she was singing since she was a kid. But, like, I don't right. think she had a big hit until, uh, like, right after. Did you, were you a big Swifty in college? No, not really. Um, I was more of a Jonas Brothers guy. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but Taylor Swift definitely had, because I remember being back out at school, which I haven't been back there in years after I graduated and we were at the old stomping grounds and they were playing a Taylor Swift song there at the bar and it was pretty popular. So that was right after college. Um, so I guess I didn't like know that many Swifties my age. Um, although there's probably plenty, uh, but I wasn't around when that was a thing, you know what I mean? Right. So when you hear this, like even just the fact that she sells out these giant stadiums doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Sells out stadiums with like the cheap seats being over a hundred dollars, $200, whatever. Yeah, You can't, you just can't get in. I I, I was kind of recently talking to my dad about it and uh, yeah, he's a boomer. So he's even further removed from it. And I was saying so, I'm like, no, she's like insanely, she's, insanely big. Yeah, people say this is crazy, but she's almost like the, if there is if there is a comparison, she's like the current day Beatles with the popularity. Well, I said to him, like, she's as big, if not bigger than the Beatles. And my dad's like, no, there's no way. And I'm like, you I can't understand compare two different eras and styles and all that. I get that. But I, I don't think that's crazy to say. Well, I, I, I said, I said, like, I understand that sounds crazy. I don't expect you to believe me. And then I said there was like some she had said like a. Made a billion dollars or something on one of her tours or some, something like that, or like consistently making just insane money. And when I said that's my dad, he's like, oh, wait, really? Like, I, I don't know who number two is. Who is the second most popular? Is anyone doing what she's doing anywhere? Who's that country close? singer that everyone goes to? I don't know. Is it Kenny Chesney? I don't. I hate country. I hate Kenny Chesney's old though. I I knew Kenny Chesney. I not personally, but I. He's been around forever since the nineties. Yeah, but he's still he's the he's like the big country guy, right? Okay, I mean he's a is big he? country guy. I don't know if he's the big draw currently. For a while, I, I don't know. I, this is how how much I don't. No, well, I don't it's like one of those things. All. Like if you if you go out to random people and say like, "Hey, have you ever been to a Kenny Chesney concert?" You could get some I think, answers. I think a majority of people would say yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm I mean, not I'm one of those people, that. but I've I don't think I've seen. I I know I did see Kenny Chesney actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a long time ago. I used to go to a lot of shows. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I th- the other thing is I'm just not. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not as keyed in, and it's weird because. Neither am I. Well, when you're growing up, 
and you hear about the Beatles. It, it's all in the past. We we weren't there for it. I know, we were growing up. There was like Britney Spears and and Sync and Backstreet Boys, and they were, you know, they were big, but they weren't they weren't big like Taylor Swift is. Do you think that if they had the internet like Taylor Swift has today, they would have? I don't know, because I don't think like I'm trying to think here. If Taylor Swift was playing music uh, as like a pop star right after I graduated college. So let's say 2007, 8, 9 in that range. And she's still giant today. That's longevity. I don't think NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears had that kind of longevity. Yeah, it's true. It is insane. That, like, I think. I might be just getting all my years mixed up and everything. But I think no, Taylor because, Swift like, I don't is think those. Left. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm just trying to get something like to compare it to to say like, all right, well, who's who was the That's, biggest of another era? I just era. don't think there's another draw that I can remember that where you're selling out consistently year after year. Like this isn't one, you know, lightning in a bottle year where you're just the hot thing and everyone wants your ticket. This has been consistent for a few years now. Oh yeah, and what's crazy about it is it's not like. Not not that, you know, you go to a bar and a Taylor Swift song comes on that guys are going to, like, run out of the bar. But, like, the draw for Taylor Swift stuff, I think, is mostly women, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, uh, that's pretty crazy, too. <laughs> that I guess, you know... I guess if your guy and your girlfriend wants to go to a Taylor Swift concert, you're going to go with her. Go with um, her. But like a, a lot of these other acts, really, you just go back to the Beatles. It was like, it was like women obviously screamed and went crazy for them, but like dudes like their music too. Yep. It was, it was like pop music for everyone. It doesn't seem yes. like Taylor Swift is pop. It's pop music mostly for. I girls, can't imagine too many girls. guys. Yeah, I can't imagine too many guys getting in the car and popping on their latest Taylor Swift album unless their girlfriend's there or driving, whatever. Right. I mean, there's probably a few of them out there, but certainly not the majority. Yeah. Those are the guys that also hold Bitcoin Cash. Yes. Yes. Correct. So, yeah, I'm just trying to like talk through it to be like, well, this is. It's pretty insane. It's crazy. It is crazy. I actually, well, what are we, 25 minutes in? Should we derail it a little more? Yeah. All right. We, I was down. If you haven't thought about it already, uh, I said today's January 21st. It is. We're recording a day early. Um, <laughs> and we clearly have nothing to talk about tonight. That's right. Yesterday I was down in the city, went to a show. Um, I am not not if I don't frequent the theater. It's not. It's never been my thing. Um, I've only theater. been to a few shows. It's theater. It's the theater. Theater. Mike. Yeah, theater. And I spell it with the with the e at the end. Switch the uh, e at yes. the end. That's how I typically spell theater. Um, I saw the Temptations. Not a concert. Oh, still sticking? A, well, they are, but there's a show about the temptation, so it wasn't the temptations. 
Oh, those okay. people pretending to be the Temptations. It was very oh, good. Nice. It was very good. And uh, I kind of f- forgot about Motown. And um, just thinking about it, after just talking about Taylor Swift, and I am not a – I don't know what Taylor Swift's music is. Um, so this is a – Didn't she originally start as kind of like country that's what country. I that's what I always thought. Like she played guitar sometimes maybe loosely and was like a country person. Yeah, and then now she's just pop, I guess. Yes. But the Temptations, you know, I mean it's a doo-wop type style uh uh pop music. Same with the Supremes, the same same era, Motown, Detroit. But thinking about it, like they were some good songs, and mm-hmm. I don't know that pop music is like that today or ever will be like that again. Oh, I agree because like the we're talking about the Beatles were pop a lot. A yeah. lot of the Beatles were pop music, and that's yeah. what I was gonna say. It's funny. I'm like, I'm saying I'm referring to music. Oh, she's pop. Like that. That is. It's like a pejorative, but it's not. Well, not even that, but it's it's not like. What is pop music? Like we know what rock is, we know what jazz is, we know what Motown is, but pop just means whatever is popular. Yeah, catchy, popular at the time. So it's not really. I, I may I be think, talking out of hand here, but it's not even really a genre. It's just a. It just is what what is popular. But right. I think a lot of times it gets the at least maybe the reputation or maybe it's the reality that it's kind of like a pop star isn't. This is not fair at all, but not as talented or something because they're more manufactured. But that's not the Beatles. And I don't think it's Motown. Like they sung the story is they grew up together singing on the corners and kind of got big. No, a lot of it is. I mean, even these today's pop singers and stuff, for the most part, I mean, they've got. They can obviously sing and dance. Right. Can they write music? Can they be musicians? Maybe some of them. You know. But a lot of times they're just selected by the industry to like, all right, we're going to just pump you up to be the thing. Yeah. So well, it sure might have been back. The nine might have been back. Bands. Yeah. It might have been back in the day that like it just was more organic. Right. Because it wasn't talent. things like the Internet and all that. You just kind of had to go to a club and find someone and be like, that got that guy. We can work with that. Yeah. Whereas nowadays, and I'm pretty sure. The NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys and whatever other boy bands at the time that were really popular in the 90s, I'm pretty sure they were put together with auditions. So whether it was a record company or whoever was saying, we need a boy band, let's have tryouts and we'll pick them. And Yeah, and they recruited from the Mickey Mouse Club, basically. Yeah, basically. Um, that doesn't mean those guys aren't talented. They obviously are. And Justin Timberlake has had a giant career. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, that's they have they have their talent, but then they're just put. And I don't mean this to be. Mm, they're, 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 they're stars, though. Yes, they're Not they have their bad. talent. And then this is what you're doing. Right. So it's kind of more of a. To tie it back into football, they are system quarterbacks. Right. We know what's popular today. We know what the look is. We know what the style of music is. We need people who can sing it and dance it. Right. 
So we're going to uh, write it. You're not going to write it. We'll write the songs. You don't have to worry about that. We'll have choreographers do the dance. You just have to do it. Yeah. If they replaced one of the guys in, in sync with somebody else. It probably doesn't uh, change the music or what they do. Nothing changes. Right. Except your crush isn't going to be there or whatever. Right. Um, whereas with like with the Beatles, um, you take Paul McCartney out. <laughs> it's just take any one of the four out. You know, it's a totally right. change. Totally. That's just disrupts everything. Yeah. Although they did take Ringo out sometimes. Yeah. Ringo. Uh, <laughs> I have McCartney play the drums. Yeah. And, uh, and George walked out once. Yeah. Although that said, I, you know, I don't think Ringo was, that's, that's the other thing. Um, people, because someone's pop, a band's popular or something, they'll just, oh, say so-and-so is the, such a great drummer. So, and, and I don't like people, Ringo was the, a terrible drummer. He was like, he was the perfect Beatles terrible. drummer. Right, he fit. He was good for it. Yeah, um, perfect Beatles drummer. But it's just because someone's popular. Oh, he's he's the he's oh he's so good, or because they can name someone in the band. Um, or like Paul McCartney. Oh, Paul McCartney's such a great bass player. Like he was he was very good and he was perfect for what they were doing. But like if you're gonna we're gonna list like most talented musicians or bass players, he's you know. He's certainly not in the top five. Doesn't mean that what he what he wrote means you don't and think what he played wasn't and great, enough, and everything he did was terrible. Right. Well, and, and two, it's it's like you know you can you can look at um, uh, Patrick Mahomes and watch him, you know, be super athletic and make all these crazy plays and run around the field and throw these no look passes and be like, obviously he's a great quarterback. And then you watch just Peyton Manning move around. Um, and just because he wasn't the athlete that Mahomes is doesn't make him not effective. Still, still an incredible quarterback. Mm-hmm. One of the best ever. Um, but. Um, yeah, no, but uh, I mean, I think. You know, what happened in 1971, going back to talk about the pop music. I mean, I think around the 70s is when is when pop music stopped, started to not be as good anymore. I think um, that's right. Because. And, and it's just funny. Um, I, and I say that say that to kind of tongue in cheek because of the, you know, going off hard money, but it, it, it checks out with everything else is that, you know, people, they start getting used to instant gratification and, you know, everything starts breaking down. It's going to affect the music too. Um, people, people don't want to listen to anything that has any sort of, difficulty behind it basically i mean that's that's really when the punk scene was happening too and punk music was punk and disco and yeah but punk especially like it's it stated purpose was uh music is getting too complicated and we want to simplify it 
on purpose. Like they are purposely like power cords and simplifying it to the point of it's not. It's almost nothing. It, it was rejection of like the progressive rock scene. Um. And and it was just yeah we're just gonna play some power chords and have really repetitive stuff. And obviously there's other stuff uh, going on in the punk music, punk movement outside of the music itself, which that's fine. You can talk about that on its own, but the music though, it's just, it's not good. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. Um, I know people might freak out over that, but whatever. Um, Yeah, you're going to, you gonna tell me that the uh, you can put the Ramones next to uh, Emerson, Lake and Palmer or something as musicians? You you might enjoy the music, that's fine, but let's let's not talk about how well they can write or play or compare them those two guys. All right. Um. And that's it. I mean, there's certain pop, more poppy music that I will like, and there's certain times where I don't want to, you know, listen to to some, you know, heavy jazz or progressive rock, and I just want to listen to something a little more simple. It's kind of like TV, how it's, you know, um, there's a time and a place to watch a, you know, a thriller or something, or a, a show or movie that makes you think, and it's got a complicated plot. And there's another time that you just want to sit down and watch a rerun of Seinfeld. Um, there's not much, not all that, although may, that may not be an example because. But, but just watch. Yeah, that's down a and good watch example. A, I know what you mean. Yeah. Just watch a dumb what? TV show that doesn't yeah, take just, much to. You don't really to need about. to pay attention. You catch a few funny lines. It's great. It's entertaining, yeah. whatever. That's my problem a lot of times when I watch TV is that a lot of times I'll get in the mode of just kind of being in the background and kind of pay attention sometimes. And and then you sit there, you get involved in a show that actually requires you to pay attention. And all of a sudden, you know, you realize, oh, I was kind of like playing on Twitter while half the show went by and I have no idea what's going on now. You have to like put some effort uh, into figuring out what's going on. Yeah. I don't always have the attention span to do that. No, I mean, I don't watch TV anymore, partially because of that. Yeah. It's like, get bored too easy. Yeah. Bored too easy for TV, that's funny, right? Yeah, ironically. Um, I mean, I can read a book, but I can't sit in front of a screen. Probably because I do it for work all day. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, you want to talk about something this episode now that we're 40 minutes in? Yeah. Speaking about, talk about an easy listening episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, rem- just remember all our Bitcoin competitors out there give you 40 minutes of commercials. Right. Yes. So even our easy listening is our, our this pop episode is better than just which everyone wants our opinion. Everyone wants to know what we think about pop music and the Kelsey brothers. Yep. 
It's been dying. Everyone's been dying to hear it. He's giving the yeah. people what they want. And you know, it's funny. I was kind of in my head upset that we were spending so much time talking about Taylor Swift. Um, but to pat ourselves on the back, it wasn't just the typical, yeah, I hate Taylor Swift. She's like, dominant. get her off my screen. No, yeah. it's like she's a. We'll pay like some her, respect where respect's due. Yeah, like her or dislike her, she's, you know. I can't even say I dislike and, her because I don't listen to her music. I have yeah, no I just idea. Don't, I, I just don't care. Right, that's what I mean. I just, I'm just tired of her being on the screen all the time. It's all right. I talk about. It's annoying me. And um, that being said, she's, there's no one, there's not a second place in pop music. Yeah, no, I guess the point is, it's like she's, she's a significant part of the culture. And mm-hmm. so it's, I think it's worth spending a little bit of time thinking about what's going on with it and, sure. and comparing it to other people. Cause it's kind of sure. fascinating. Sure. Sure. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, what, what did you want to talk about? Slappy? Oh boy. Well, we did have a topic and I don't know. I don't really, it's something that we, we were texting about throughout the week. Um, someone tweeted something. I don't even, and this isn't supposed to be a shot or a put down. I, I don't really want to um, acknowledge, like, unless you want to call them out, that's fine. I don't really feel a need to because it's kind of a common theme or thread or th- opinion that people have about uh, anarchism. And so the tweet was one of the, it was a long one. The guy put some thought into it, but basically just talking about the dystopian nightmare of an ANCAP society and you'd have to pay for this and pay for that. And there's advertisements everywhere and people killing you if you step out of line. And basically that's his argument against ANCAPistan. Do you think that sums up that tweet fairly short, succinctly? Yes. Um, Maybe we do have to kind of look at it a little bit because we can then respond to. Wait, did you read the whole thing? I did. Wow. I, did. I read like the first couple sentences. And then stopped. saw where it was going. And then just scrolled and scrolled and scrolled and scrolled and scrolled and scrolled all the way to the end just to make sure there wasn't like some punchline. That <laughs> it was, that, was that made it that. No, this is all actually a joke. Yeah. And, and and there wasn't. Which that is the funny thing, too, because I could see us joking about this or other ANCAPs kind of joking about this. And so if it was a joke, I would get it. Well, do you remember the uh, Arachno Capitalism video? Yes, I do. Vaguely. Like. The guy, this is kind of a grainy video, and he's like kind of an older guy. He goes, now there's some ideas on the internet that just come around, and it's the internet, and anyone can say anything they want. So you're going to get all sorts of crazy, dumb ideas, because there's this one thing that I just saw on the internet that is just absolutely so crazy that I have to, you know, make a comment on. There's something called arachno capitalism (laughs) out there. And it's like, what do spiders have to have an economic system for? It's like they 
they don't even have pockets to put their money. And he went on this whole thing and it was satire. The, the guy was an ANCAP himself, but um, it got a lot of people, including myself the first time I saw it. But that was like that, that is good when you can, when you're, when you actually are doing satire that tricks people, um, but then everyone can have a laugh over it. That's, that's, that's funny. That's, that's, that's well executed. That's good. Um, but when you say something, especially when you put so much time and effort into it, that you read it and you're like, all right, this has to be satire, right? Like this, this is stuff that we would be joking about. This, so this has like, to be satire. In his and little story, I'll quote him real quick. Just, to, just the kind of things you're you're getting, right? Says, um, and he's telling this whole story about taking his whatever. Says, so this is my one little quote. He tells me, Daddy, I'm thirsty. So I immediately start scanning the area for the cheapest water fountain. Just then, machine gun fire blasts are heard. And I look over at the park clinic. There's a man lying on the street who failed to pay his clinic bill after tripping over the Mises swing set. Commonplace. But do you remember how bad the VA was? Like, that's just so like this it's so like painful where, where you do you really think the only reason people aren't charging for water fountains is because the does the government the government doesn't tell you you can <laughs> like, there's water fountains there's, in office buildings there's, there's water fountains. plenty of public public uh, not public but uh, well, shopping open, malls have water fountains. Right. Privately um, owned places where anyone can walk in and use the bathrooms or the water fountains or and whatever. Really, or, and if there's a charge for the water fountain, it's probably because they're having some kind of problems and people right. are wasting or something. Um, because if I was in a town where – yeah, it was just common to charge for water fountains and people and people were actually making money doing it. And I could <laughs> give a free water. Maybe that would attract more customers. <laughs> like it's just so incredibly dumb. Machine gun fire because someone didn't pay their bill. Well, now you're yeah, never like, getting your bill paid. Yeah. Well, just that's the fact the, that's the idea that you could just you would just murder your customers if they stepped out of line even a little bit just. It's so uh, it's it's funny because you read that and it reads like a it reads like someone Salon who has article. No clue about anything in the world or how it works. Like you really think businesses would kill their customers if they didn't pay? They want the money. They don't care about the customer's life in a sense of ending it. Right someone well, doesn't it's, pay your bill you want them to pay the bill you don't want to kill them and you know of course you could be i don't even know what is it, it, it if if the because i was going to say that's like ridiculous to even say out loud for myself to say out loud but he's the one who put the little scenario out there and said this is what ancapistan would be mm-hmm. but if it was then it would be better <laughs> like right if, if everything costs money everywhere you go it would be because that makes sense. Right. And that's what works. Of well, course, that's it the thing be like that, but there's no acknowledgement of the, of the other side, um, or not the other side, but of, of the alternative of, of what, what's, what's going on in its place. Um, 
I forget where I was going to go with that. Uh, Anything about drinking fountains, water fountains? Well, no, it's just that there's there's no considerations giving to the fact that. Um, you want to talk about well, no, how do you how do you that's that's right that's what I was going to say. There's no consideration giving to given to the economic calculation problem. Is it like you're going to you're going to say that, oh, there's no way the market can can figure out how to arrange resources like that without a government? OK, well, how does a government do it? And have they done it well? The answer is obviously no. They're really, really terrible at it. Everything they touch is terrible. If you're worried about. And this is going this is even an absurd claim, right? But. Let's say you got murdered every time you didn't every time you were late on your clinic bill payment. <laughs> well, I don't know that many people would uh, use that would, clinic. Yeah. <laughs> like I would create a clinic and, and say, hey, we don't kill you if you're late. We kind of have this credit thing we do. We might report your name and we subscribe to it and other companies subscribe to it. Um, just pay your bill. Be way cheaper too. Do you think these people that that think this are just so stupid that they they, obviously can't come up with that? They'd be like, well, and it's just all projections. Yes, they are obviously that stupid. They have no idea how a business works. They have no idea. Like they think the biz in the board meetings, all they talk about is screwing the little guy. They have no idea how anything works. They're like petulant little children who just hate authority or something. Perhaps they have corporate jobs. Um, Yes, maybe they even have corporate jobs. Working Um, at (laughs) Wendy's. Um, They obviously have no idea how anything works and have probably never done anything in their life. If that's well, your depth of thought is to say, without the government, I would get shot if I'm late on a bill payment. Okay, well, what happens in today's world? All right, we don't get shot. What happens uh, if you don't pay your taxes? <laughs> and you tell them you're not going to pay them. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe you get shot. I don't know. It depends on how far you want to take it. Um, but uh, what happens anyway today is someone takes your money. It goes and kills people in a third world somewhere. Lots of them. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it, it it I. What's funny to me too is that you read this and it reads like something that would come out of Salon or our buddy uh, Edwin Linger or whatever. Or I think that's his name. Remember yeah, that guy? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Just like a super leftist kind of thing you know panic inducing uh just just those kinds of people but no this is like a right wing guy and i see a lot of these kind of neo reactionaries um and then a lot of the post libertarian types talking like this and it just shows it just shows how horseshoe theory <laughs> strikes again right that, you know, the the further you go out, they just they just end up coming to the same point. I mean, they're authoritarians. They think that they know what's best for society and that they can organize a, a state and just like ignore markets, ignore the price system, ignore all that information that's come that comes from the free interaction of people and just know 
that no, I know how to solve these problems best because if left to their own devices, obviously what businesses would do would would be kill their customers because that's what they're trying to do right now. That's what, you know, as government, you know, gets less involved in the marketplace, it just becomes more and more violent, right? It's just utterly stupid and I I don't I don't get it. Um I, it seems like it's just I don't even know if it's like these people really like came up with this just on their own or they're just cranky about libertarians. I've noticed, especially among, you know, more right wing circles that there's been people getting, and it's probably has to do with because there's a presidential election coming up, just really getting upset with libertarians again, because we're not Republicans or something. Um, and so I feel like a lot of it just has to do with they're just lashing out because they can't make a coherent argument against libertarians who are saying, no, I'm not going to vote and support for your political candidate because either I think he's bad and I I, I don't I, I don't care that he's one of the, the selected options I get. I'm going to choose someone else or they just go. Yeah, I think he's bad, and I think the whole system's stupid and not participating anymore. Mm-hmm. And because this is what drives me crazy so much with like kind of the internet politics stuff is it a person like gets in the news or gets popular for for like one thing, and it becomes oh he's our guy now, he's our guy, and they just like try to. For, uh, there, it happened in Bitcoin kind of recently. It happens in Bitcoin all the time. But like someone made a comment about something that was related to Bitcoin. And all these Bitcoiners were like. Yeah, one. Yeah. And then being like, oh, we need we need this guy. We need this guy. And and really trying to pull him in. And it's like, all right, if, if, if you reach him, that's great and everything. But but don't act like he's your guy just because he like said one or two things that kind of line up with with the way you think it was like the jordan peterson thing where everyone was because he said some things that made sense oh he's our guy now and and then he goes and and just starts saying weird stuff that's out of his because he's no longer in his wheelhouse you're making him comment on like other political stuff or things that he wouldn't otherwise be commenting on and it's stupid stuff but since you're an idiot and don't know how to think about stuff well if this guy says a couple things that that, you know fit in the puzzle piece of my you know existence this other stuff must be good too just annoying it's just so annoying that people can't think on their own well and i can even i mean i can take I'm trying to think of how to say this because it's it's rare that you find a good one because in order to really criticize something, you kind of need to understand it. Um, but I can understand people not being libertarian for whatever reason, whether they don't know it or haven't heard it or um, – and maybe you say something like that tweet when you have no clue and you right. hear no government and so you do something insane like, you know, what the hell would we have roads? What about roads? Why didn't they ever consider all these idiot libertarians think we don't need government? Well, what about the roads? Okay, 
that's maybe your first knee-jerk reaction when you're a normie and you hear someone say we don't need government. Um, you know, it should strike people that uh, maybe they thought of that and maybe there's an answer and maybe we should go find it. Um, but most people don't do that. But this guy is like, like you said, a right winger. He seems to, I think he has a decent following and just, you don't think there's answers to these questions? Is that the gotcha? I, <laughs> or is it that libertarian? They're so utopian. They just think if we just got rid of government, everyone would be nice all the time and be nice and not charge people. Like, is that what you think the libertarian argument is, is without government, everyone's nice? I don't know, but it, it, because and, it was and, like the whole thing with the non-aggression principle, how these people that used to call themselves libertarians are all of a sudden saying like non-aggression principle can't stop a bullet from going through your brain. Yeah, we know that. That's not what it's we for. We never <laughs> said it would stop it. Literally no one's ever made that claim. Ever. That uh, I'm so aware yeah, of. I don't know what it is. It's bizarre. I, I, I really don't get it. But I get it, um, kind of, if you're just like. Well, yeah, um, I, I get that. If, if you are just come across it and don't know anything well, else about it. I also get it if you say. I'm uh, 60 years old, and I thought we libertarianism would make more progress by now, and it hasn't. So I want to be an authoritarian and put and force my will on other people. It's psychotic, but at least you're not trying to say in Encapistan the water fountain would be really expensive. So I found the cheapest one and avoided machine gun fire because someone was late. That's another thing, and I get it's supposed to be like an absurd kind of scenario but the reason he does this is to say this is basically what it's going to be like but machine gun fire so i guess you want to throw machine guns in because the government doesn't allow us to own machine guns unless they were before 1980 whatever so but as a business isn't there a more efficient way to shoot your customer than a machine gun well that's the thing too if you want to have kind of a it's it's fine to use hyperbole yeah, it's often effective, but your hyperbole needs to be based on something that's kind of based in the reality of the argument. Right. Or just the reality of whatever is going on. You can't just make something up. And then exaggerate that and say, oh, look at these idiots that they think this. It's like, well, no, we, we just don't think that. Um, like you said, there's a- libertarians would say, yeah, we should be able to own machine guns if you want. Um, well, it's like, so maybe that's why he throws it in there, but well, it's, it's, it's the same thing as the, you know, who's going to build the roads. It's like, well, obviously we've thought about that and, and, and it's not that we hate roads and don't think there's going to be roads, but there's just better ways of doing it. And, oh, you don't like, if you ask a libertarian, do you think that they're, the government should have driver's licenses? They would say no. And then if the answer is, so you just want any idiot out there just driving crazy and doing whatever, whatever he so wants to drive 800 miles an hour down your small neighborhood street with your kids playing in the front yard. Yeah. They would say no. And like, well, how, how do you square that up? And they would explain it. It's kind of like, well, what's funny is that this account, I think it's like a gun rights guy. Yeah. I mean, um, he has, yeah. 
So what's right. what's so funny to me, uh, you know, it's just it's always so ironic with these people is that I'm sure he's got many, many beliefs, many uh, positions where if he says it to a normie or someone that's never really thought about, they go, that's crazy. You want to do that? What about this? And he'd say like, well, no, I don't want that. Whatever you just claimed, this is this is how I think it'll work out. And I think it will be a better, better arrangement than than what we have now. Um, it's the other thing, too, for these guys that are on the right wing that that don't like the state that we have now and can point out a lot of problems with the overreaching state, but then still want to implement their like. Where do you draw the line? Like, if you think that, you know, I, I would think that they would they would argue for the most part that government's too involved with the economy. Um, but where On, where's this like happy medium that they think that they can strike? Because I'm sh- well, I'm pretty sure just might be jerking the wheel a bit. But if we didn't have the fiat currency, the Federal Reserve, then, you know, the fiat currency that we have today, there would be no LGBTQIA trans movement because it's all funded by the fiat system. All the universities are funded by the right. government, even the private colleges. There's a handful that aren't. They're mm-hmm. all government funded schools and they all get grants to prop up different things and companies get tax breaks for doing certain things. None of this is possible without the fiat system. Mm-hmm. So you can't, it's not fair to look at it and, and kind of claim that the market came up with this stuff. If the market was running, this stuff would not have happened. Right. This is obviously directed from the fiat by putting these college professionals, giving colleges money to hire these people. And every single university in the country outside of literally a handful are controlled by the government. Even all the private ones that you pay 70 grand a year to, the government is funding, I don't know what percentage, so I'm not going to throw out a number, but a significant part of that university. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also so, think guys, guys like this um, are just dishonest people, too, because it wasn't he the same person that did the Murray Rothbard thing? Yes. Cherry picked that quote yes, about selling kids. Without reading it in context and what was what he was talking about, where Murray Rothbard is thinking through like every possible objection or criticism and saying how the market might handle it. Right. And saying that, like, well, the alternative right now is that the state sets a price on kids at zero dollars and they control the market and obviously it's in a real bad situation um with it is. you know with with it's kids a- with unwanted we'll call you know quote unquote unwanted pregnancies yeah. and adoption and, and people can't there's a lot of parents people that want to adopt kids and they can't because of the state and yes, the state creates I all these weird incentive structures for um, it's just, it's just insane to think that like, you know, if, if it were legal, uh, in the way Murray Rothbard describes to have a market, like a price for children that, um, there would be widespread, just like children factories. 
if you will. That they yeah. were just like, all right, let's let's get pregnant again so we can sell our kid to make money. Like and it's, it's just, just thinking who in the world would operate that way. And if you want to say yes, there are surrogate because because I just think of uh, Mrs. Jones and she was pregnant. I mean, it's not easy for these women to go through a pregnancy. No. Um, so anyway, what, I guess where I was going is people will say, oh, there's surrogacy today and people are getting paid for that. And here's kind of the price for that. But. Um, you know, conceivably, could there be like baby factories? Um, I don't think there would be. Well, that's the other thing. Like you can you can read that Mary Rothbard quote, um, acknowledge it, and probably say like, yeah, I mean that's pretty reasonable. But then also say like, yeah, I don't think it would be good. And on top of that, like, the you go barrier, to a baby store. Like the barrier to entry entry into that market is to be a woman. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, at some point that price <laughs> we're talking, this is really uncomfortable to talk about because I wouldn't believe in this or support it or want to do it, but there's going to be a market price and it's going to get to the point where I, I know Mrs. Jones would not want to, I don't, <laughs> um, if she's going through the pregnancy where she's keeping the child, if that makes sense. Um, right. I don't think you could put a price on it and where she would voluntarily be pregnant and then just sell the baby. I mean, that baby is her baby. It's our baby, right? I, I don't think that – and I think a lot of women, the overwhelming majority are because you have people in desperate situations. Yes, but I, you know, with the low barrier to entry – the price isn't – you're not going to get paid a million dollars to have a kid. No. Um, and I think it's just – well, it, what's so frustrating is – I mean we could spend hours and hours and hours talking through this because there is a lot to go through it. Um, so just to kind of like dismiss it as like, oh, wow, this is just like so pure evil. How dare you talk about this? But I mean just, just to put like tie some bows on it. Um, if you had an otherwise, if you had a healthy society, well, that's where I was going to go next with it too, by the way, why I don't think it would happen, but continue. Cause you may be going right. down if, that path. If you had a healthy society, um, and the idea sounds that there were just, too, by the way, right. Well, that's, can't really have one a without society the other. without it. Right. Um, if you had a healthy society, I don't think it would be looked very well upon by everyone. Just be like, hey, uh, going rate is $4,000. Put a baby in me and you can get it. Um, and, and I think the way it would actually work out is more like uh, almost like a dad. And I haven't put all that much thought into this. Um, but it might be more something like having a dowry where mm -hmm. if you do have a healthy society, um, and then a situation happens where a couple, they get pregnant and they have a kid and the situation they're in, they, for whatever reason, right, wrong, or indifferent, they decide that they are not the best situation to raise this kid. Um, 
is not out of the realm of possible of of thinking or you know sanity that they would want someone to put up some amount of money to be able to say hey i can support this kid i'm well enough off that here's like you know money almost like an engagement ring yeah give an engagement ring it's like i can support you and here's like kind of like uh proof of it and if something goes weird that you're not like totally out in left field um fending for yourself um and then two like if if that happens and like oh this couple oh we can just have babies and you know uh start selling them i mean they're not that's gonna be weird and I don't think you're going to have people knocking, knocking on their door to adopt a kid from a couple like that. Right. That would be a bad situation. Um, and I don't know what the adoption I've, I haven't had to adopt. So I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I know people who have adopted. and I know someone who was trying to adopt for a couple of years and it's not free to the person. Like it's very expensive to adopt someone. You have to pay a lot of different fees and people, and it's not cheap. Now, maybe the mom doesn't get any of that money, but right. the agencies and the state certainly get plenty. Yeah. Yeah, and, and what's funny is that the, the, the Murray Rothbard thing, he didn't, or at least what I've read of it, doesn't really like go into that much detail yeah, about yeah why it would play out. It's just more the acknowledgement of like, all right, everything is a mar- like every interaction you can consider to be some Conceive. sort of market. Yes. And right now the government is is forcing that price to be zero dollars. Right. And he's what saying should it if be? you're if you're a parent and you are responsible for that child, well you could sell that right to someone else or that mm-hmm. you know It's goofy. Um, oh, it's just it just goes to show the fact that, that the quote was so cherry picked to make it seem and framed in a way that made Rothbard seem really evil and terrible. Really shows that this guy and people like him aren't actually interested in having a real conversation. Or they're just not that intelligent. Probably a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. Yeah. Because you could just be dumb and read that and be like, oh, he wants to sell babies. Right. He thinks the world would be better if we were selling babies. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I think he that's... wrote is stupid because he said that you should sell babies. Like, that's just being dumb. You just don't understand what you're reading. Mm-hmm. And if you do understand it, then you're being disingenuous. And maybe maybe you're smart and you you don't understand it because you didn't actually read it all and you just read that quote that scared you, which I would still say is not that bright because you should look into it a little more. Right. Same kind of difference with all the people that call themselves Hoppians but never actually read Hoppa. Never read an ounce of Hoppa. Except or for one cherry-picked quotes. line. Yeah, yeah, a couple quotes. Maybe maybe even a whole page, maybe. Mm. Probably not, though, but maybe. No. Um, no, it's just uh, 
people do that all the time oh, i think I everyone just kind of assumes that no one else read it so if they say they read it they're not going to get called on it mm-hmm. yeah there was something kind of recently it was like that that someone got called out oh, i forget doesn't matter actually it's kind of funny uh because now uh speaking of people like this owen benjamin is making the 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 rounds on twitter right now going after libertarians and he he put out this like 13 minute video of explaining why libertarians and i guess anarchists are so wrong and everything and most of what i've seen is just like the dude took 13 minutes to say what could have been said in about three or four sentences and he just confused libertines and libertarians anyway so it's just kind of dumb. what's he like talking about hookers and cheating on your wife and stuff i don't even know i didn't watch drugs I, and hookers I, or libertarian. i got about 30 seconds in the video and stopped watching yeah. uh, but bird bird tweeted about it calling Owen benjamin like dumb or something and someone responded like well i mean i think Owen benjamin's got a lot of you know says a lot of good stuff or whatever or what happened to him is is you know kind of important and i was like well i responded hey just because something bad happened to someone doesn't mean anything they have to say about it is it's correct right and he's like <clears throat> yeah that's a good point and he goes i'm actually you know i'm not gonna listen to the whole 13 minutes 13 minute long video to to see what you know he got wrong on this and i was like yeah me neither <laughs> so it was a rare case where it was just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not reading, I'm not listening to this. We're both people. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> we're, just don't we're just like, yeah. And I think we're both better off for not listening to it because it just yeah. would have been aggravating. But it was funny. I wish I, I should have pulled the tweet up that the guy wrote because it was, it was actually pretty good. Um, but anyway. Anyway. Why don't we wrap it up? We're getting getting a little over time. Yeah, I'm done. I want to go to bed. Yeah, same here. Um. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, I don't even know what this episode was about. It's an episode of Taylor Swift. About nothing, perhaps. Swifties. Yeah, an episode it, about nothing. We did bring Seinfeld into it. Yeah, we should have not mentioned Seinfeld and then called this the Seinfeld episode. That would have been good. We barely mentioned Seinfeld. Yeah. But Just call it like the episode about Seinfeld. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> we mentioned it twice now, so now it's like yeah. a main theme. I we guess. didn't even really talk about it either. We just mentioned the name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how did we do an hour and 20 minutes on nothing yes uh this one's kind of painful i apologize uh was it because or at least as far as uh the flow and the back and forth this was probably one of our better episodes it probably was but (laughs) would you listen to that first 40 minutes yeah (laughs) that's a 50 percent rate so that's pretty good I mean, I think if people uh, can, you know, listen to our full episodes at this point, 
they can handle based on what we've that. done to them, especially for that Joe Biden economic report. Yeah. Ah, that's a good point, I guess. Uh, you know what we should do? I should I should name the episode like the 2024 Biden economic report. <laughs> yeah. Just name random episodes of that and see what it does to the listens. Yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Just really. That's what we'll do. If Taylor Swift becomes a Bitcoiner. That'll be the way that we can just if Taylor off Swift, into the what sunset. If, remember Thad Russell listened to um, our episode because we had mentioned him in a previous one. Oh, yeah. Taylor's well, Taylor DM Swift's going to do that. And she's going to oh. contact us and be like, I want to be on. Tell me more about Bitcoin. Would you let her on the show? I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. I would tell her, I'm sorry. We don't like when people invite themselves on the show. Yeah. Like she, she invited herself to the Chiefs games. Right. You're not going to like what Slappy said about your boyfriend. <laughs> no, she'd be like, he's, he, he, she would say I'm right. Ah. Um, that's why you went just going out with her. I don't know what's wrong with her to go out with that guy. He's the Pfizer guy. Yeah, that is the worst. That really, I hate that. Yeah, he would I sell. I mean, he's got nothing. He is, he is the epitome of everything I hate in society. Is Travis Kelsey, and his brothers following in his footsteps, not too far behind. Yeah. Just drunk idiot adults. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like what drives me crazy in, in like in general in life, whether it's watching sports at work, doing anything, it's the unforced errors. Um, meaning that. You just. But there was nothing else, not really anything else uh, that was causing you to make a mistake. You just did something dumb. For no reason other than you're being an idiot. Um, yeah. And even and, Kelsey, Jason, and everyone in Philly loved it. I just have to throw this in here because this is another reason he annoys me. Uh, everyone loved him for it, though, in 2017. But you don't have enough respect to get up there and not drop an F-bomb. I know Chase Utley did it in 08. But yeah. you can't, you can't like have any respect at all for people. You're just going to yeah, get that, up there that, and be crass. Yeah, that's that's skeevy. I don't. I, I'm just a loser. That. You're an adult. Grow up. You're a yeah. loser. And now you have your shirt off, drinking beer in the parking lot. You're a loser. Yeah. Now it's easy for me to say he's the multimillionaire who played in the NFL for 15 years. I get it, but it's just not like the kind of guy that I, in my world, we should look up to. Yep. So. No, but I was saying with the unforced errors, it's with like still doing vaccine stuff. If they're going to pay him, he'll do it. He has no, this is why I hate him. He has no, like, I I don't think he's a vaccine guy. He's just an idiot playing football, making money and being like, oh, they want to pay me? Sure, I'm in. Yeah. That's what I really think. I don't think he's like a vaccine proponent. Right. Anymore. I mean, just because they're paying him, he is, but. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. 
It's like anyone could pay him. If we want to, if we want him advertising our mugs, we just got to give him a call and say we'll pay him. All right, are you taking that? <laughs> I'll contact his people. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we don't have uh, Taylor Swift on an episode in the near future, it's because she listened to the end and heard all that. Yeah, that's and true. And got insulted. I probably just derailed it. Or the chance we had is gone. <sighs> My bad. Swifties, Swifties will never get into Bitcoin now. Now, now out of spite, she's gonna, she's gonna be. She's gonna write theory. a song about us. Yep. There was, uh, you know, the the pop star, the big female pop star from years ago, um, Madonna with Material mm. Girl. Yeah. And now it's going to be uh, Taylor Swift's gonna write a, th- a song, Ethereum Girl. To uh, yes. just to spite us, and yeah, she'll like name drop us in there somewhere. Yeah, maybe she'll you're. Uh, you know, it would be a real power move if she goes and Slappy is an Ethereum girl, ah! and it's actually a pro Bitcoin song. But you're the Ethereum girl. Yeah, that that would be a power move. I would become a Swifty if she did that. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I'd I'd be so mad. She would. She it would be the the Rollins and Taylor show after that. Yeah. Oh man, I get kicked out for Taylor Swift. Can't believe yeah. you'd do that to me. Well, you're always on the edge of getting fired. So, so Taylor wants to come. We might get a little more notoriety if uh, our press. We'll get some get more press if Taylor joins the show as a co-host. Yeah, perhaps. Um, yeah. I'm actually. It's gonna be a little, a little awkward uh, because I'm actually with Jason Kelsey retiring from football. He was actually going to be interviewed um, for uh, for your spot on the show. Since oh, he's a fellow podcaster, yeah, I knew about that, and that's why I'm trying to plant these seeds out. I want the listeners to be anti Jason Kelsey, so that if he came on, we would lose listeners. Hmm. That's a good play, actually. Thank you. All right. Um, before we continue our theme of talking about nothing, uh, let's close this out. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace.